What's up, folks? Greetings and welcome to the Western Reviews Podcast, a podcast that covers movies and shows from the Western society. Things that are both old and new, in straightforward, humorous, and hopefully insightful ways. I'm your host, the affably credible Western Wonder, and today I wanted to cover a movie that the blockbuster video murderer, aka one of many studios whose actions have led to strikes in Hollywood once again, decided to put out on a weekend where blockbuster films such as Barbie and Oppenheimer are thriving. Now, while I will get to reviewing those films later in the year, I wanted to cover a film that definitely deserves to get a righteous review. A film so intriguing that yours truly had to break yet another lengthy hiatus and come back onto the podways and discuss. And that film is none other than They Clone Tyrone. Just a warning as I get things rolling that there will be spoilers throughout this review, so if you haven't seen this movie, you've been warned. Now, without further ado, let's get into the plot of the movie. Alright, so boom, here's the thick of the plot. The film revolves around a drug dealer named Fontaine, played by John Boyega, a pimp named Slick Charles, played by Jamie Foxx, and a night-walking harlot named Yo-Yo, played by Tiana Paris, who start suspecting something is going on in their hood when Fontaine is shot down by a gang one night, but miraculously comes back alive the next day. What they find out is something that's absolutely shocking. The people in their neighborhood are being cloned by the science masterminds, and even worse, their every move is being tracked day by day and minute by minute. It's up to the trio to take down the overlords and save their community from being cloned for life. So, to start off my thoughts on They Clone Tyrone, let me just say this. It's really well done. To start off with the pros of the movie, the three-way beast of a cast. John Boyega as the steady straight man complimented the more humorous terms from Jamie Foxx and Tiana Paris brings out some top-tier chemistry that's as big as their assortment of vibrant costumes and accessories. First off, John Boyega is such an amazing actor under the category of British actors with convincing American accents, and I hope to see him in more things in the future. He brings a lot of ruggedness and flair to his Fontaine character, and it was intriguing watching his character in particular start to put two and two together as the story progresses. Jamie Foxx, health murmurs aside, brings one of his most comically charged performances in years with the role of Slick Charles. When the characters are in a crisis, he usually would go, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Hey, I'm here so I won't get fined, boss. Before he's inclined to help. And he has several funny one-liners in this movie. And those particular one-liners are shared with Tiana Paris as Yo-Yo, who brings a lot of heart and a lot of smarts to her character. All in all, a great trio. Next. The exploitation tribute is heavy in this one, and complementing those terrific themes that run rampant in the first half are the scenic coloring design and the grainy film quality. Then BOOM! As the cloning reveal comes up, the futuristic sci-fi themes start taking over and it brings out some of the dazzling visuals in the film. Those said themes, as well as the thriller horror vibes, are eerily reminiscent of such projects as Black Mirror, Sorry to Bother You, and Get Out. I even sense some Groundhog Day vibes with the repeated day situation that happens with Fontaine's character. Also, some interesting pop culture references are sprinkled throughout the movie with mentions of Bill Nye, Nancy Drew, and the Kevin Bacon movie Hollow Man. Do with that information what you will. But back to the comedy. There are several funny bits that stood out to me. One being this church scene featuring legendary character actor David Allen Greer cosplaying as Frederick Douglass in preacher form, where everyone ends up vibing to a gospelized version of Juvenile's Back That Thing Up, ultimately proving that the heavyweight rapper successfully joined Cash Money and taking over the 99 to 2000s and beyond. And another being the scene where Slick Charles and Yo-Yo improvise on the cover of the 70s soul classic, I'm Going Down in the Elevator. I mean, listen to this. I'm going down. 
to the underground. Hope niggas don't drown. Get back right now. Let a motherfucker try me. Ooh, he gonna die beside me. It makes me wonder if there's any outtakes where John Boyega broke character, and if so, I'd love to see it. Also, for the added bonus, the soundtrack is literal flames. From Diana Ross to Erica Badu, the film encompasses a variety of musical moves that complement the respective scenes that they are played in. But all this coming together, you'd think that the film's runtime wouldn't be felt through the whole ordeal for me, right? Well, here's where we transition from the pros to the cons that come into play here. One con comes into the form of the casting of Kiefer Sutherland, perhaps compromising for the fact that he's not an Oppenheimer, playing the big villain role. Now don't get me wrong, Sutherland is a fine actor and all, but his presence just happens with little to no explanation. It just kind of comes off as predictable and contrived. Also, throughout his scenes, he's trying this scruffy southern accent that just checks in and out more than the lighting and scenes where the darker backgrounds make it difficult to see at some points. It's like I'm leering into a black hole of nothingness at times. Another con pertaining to the second act is that the story takes a bit of an incoherent nosedive with the addition of John Boyega's clone, who has the clothing aesthetic of Booker T. Washington, who silently gives him the death stare while the cloning story is explained by another cloning inventor, also played by John Boyega, channeling Kevin Hart combat and 50 Cent all in one. Now this cloning guy just goes on and on and on about how the cloning industry works like this is some pre-established Dune-like universe, but in actuality it is not. It just makes the film feel a bit longer than it should be. But you know who wouldn't have been rambling this long about their cloning plans? The villain from the Proud Family movie, whose whole setup is to take over the world with <gasps> clone peanut armies and people. Oh my god. Was they clone Tyrone inspired by that movie? No, 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 but seriously, listen to his theme. My name is Tommy Just call me Dr. C. And when my plan is in effect, I'm gonna be bouncing me. I got the super genius. I got some genomes too. We're going overseas. We're going to real you. Please! Please! No! But on a serious note, all this talk of existential jibber-jabber and rigmarole just goes on for far too long. For my final verdict of a rating on They Clone Tyrone out of 10 stars, I give it an 8.5. There's terrific performances from the aforementioned trio of Boyega, Fox, and Paris, humorous moments throughout, dazzling visuals, beautiful cinematography, and a banger of a soundtrack, but not enough cohesive storytelling and the runtime length becoming very noticeable in the second half is the reason why it's not getting a light 9. But beef with the second act aside, I'd highly recommend giving this movie a watch. And it's a shame that it was practically buried by the Red Streamer Company in the light of the movies featuring Barbies, Ken's, Atomic Bombs, and Tom Cruise. But I'm sure that at the end of the day, it'll be a cult classic remembered fondly by many for years to come. Well, that about does it for this review. Now, coming up in the Western Review schedule is makeup for some previously announced reviews that have yet to drop Cocaine Bear, Shark Tale, and Bowfinger amongst them. To give a teaser on what to expect down the line, there will be anniversary reviews of films such as Bringing Down the House and The Wiz. The former likely coming around Thanksgiving time and the latter around Halloween time because frankly, I feel like The Wiz is partially a secret horror movie underneath all the musical joy and visual glamour. But I'll get down to that when the time comes. 
Anyways, if you like the review and you'd like to stay updated on upcoming things that are coming out on the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the pod wherever you listen to other podcasts and follow the show on social media. On Twitter, or uh, I guess it's now referred to as the One Letter app, you can follow me at reviews underscore Western or on Instagram at Western Reviews Official. You can also send any suggestions for reviews, feedback, and possible podcast collaborations to my email, and that is at westernreviewspod at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you stay tuned for the next episode. This is your host, the Mighty Western Wonder, and I'm signing out. Oh yeah, and if I see clones of white people with afros, I'm immediately getting frightened. Uh, Alright, that's all I wanted to say. I'm, I'm gone for real now. Hey, gee, this shit fucked up. They out here cloning, nigga. What the fuck going on in this bitch? Bye, have a great time.